Welcome to Scuba Shack Radio, Episode 77, recorded Monday, January 31st, 2022. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Hi, everyone, and once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Sinterpino. Well, here we are at the end of January 2022. January can be a very long month, especially with the limited daylights and the frigid temperatures here in New England, and we have had some very cold days. Our heating bills can attest to that. The snowstorm on Saturday gave us a pretty good thumping, but we've dug ourselves out. But tomorrow, we start a new month, and I very much look forward to the longer days and hopefully a bit of moderation when it comes to the outside temperature. Now, even though we are in the midst of winter here in Connecticut, that hasn't stopped us from training. We finished up a paddy equipment specialist class a few weeks ago, and we also conducted our first confined water training dives of the new year. And if that isn't enough, one of, our new, one of our divers has started his dive master training. We've stayed busy. I've been thinking about how to evolve the Your Next Dive segment here on the show now that I've taken you to almost all of the places that I've been diving. I feel like I need to have been there before I talk about a dive location. So I've decided that I will try to focus on some of the more interesting dives that I've been fortunate to have had. Also fortunate that for most of my diving life, I've carried a camera, whether it be a point-and-shoot, a high-definition video camera, or a GoPro. So that makes it easy for me to go back and relive those dives. For today's Your Next Dive segment, I'm going to take you back out to Maui and a dive that we did with Mantas. But first up is Wet Notes, our news and information segment. So let's get started. This is Wet Notes here on Scuba Shack Radio for Monday, January 31st, 2022. Let's start out today with a recent announcement that I saw about Patty partnering up with the National Geographic's Pristine Seas Initiative. The goal of the partnership is to protect a minimum of 30% of the world's oceans by 2030. Now that's an ambitious objective. The first thing they're trying to do is to conduct a global dive industry economic evaluation survey, and that's to quantify the benefits of the dive industry on local economies. We saw Patty do something similar to this when they announced that Dutch Springs might close. They plan on using data from Patty Dive Centers, the Scripps Institute of Oceanography, and Simon Fraser University. Now, they hope to use the study to support um, establishing or enlarging marine protected areas. I took a look at the survey, and it looks like it's more targeted for uh, dive resort centers. You can check out their YouTube video titled 
National Geographic's Pristine Seas and Paddy Global Dive Industry Economic Evaluation Survey. That's a mouthful. We know Sunto uh, for their dive computers and their underwater compasses, but they uh, also produce a number of other sports watches and accessories. Well, their parent company, Amir Sports, is selling Sunto to Lishang, a Chinese company that was founded in 2015 with a focus on uh, smart uh, and wearable electronics. The press release said that Lysheng had had products in over 100 countries. Now, Sunto's uh, brand president, Heike Norta, said that Sunto operations will remain in Finland. I did a little bit of research on Amir Sports, and I didn't know that much about them. They're a pretty interesting company. I wasn't able to find out much about Lysheng, however. Well, it should be interesting to see uh, what direction Sunto heads, especially when it comes to their dive computers. Now, speaking of dive computers, Shearwater has unveiled another special edition Tarek. This one is known as the Journeys Edition Tarek. You might recall that a couple of years ago, they released what became known as the Iron Man Tarek with its gold bezel and red strap. Well, the Journeys Edition is said to have been inspired by dive helmets and tools. It comes with a bronze color bezel and a black strap. The premier box sleeve has graphics that look like something from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, very retro. To me, it looks like Captain Nemo's Nautilus cruising over what looks like a reef, but they are actually octopus tentacles. Now, the Journeys Edition Tarek sells for the same price as the regular black, silver, or blue version, and that is about 1150 U.S., and you can add the Smart Transmitter for another, uh, or the Swift Transmitter for another 395 Not sure how long the Journeys Edition Tarek will be available, but check it out. It's pretty cool. Well, here's another sign that we might be getting back to a bit of normalcy as we continue to battle the coronavirus. The Scuba Show in Long Beach, California is going to be an in-person event. Now, the Scuba Show will be at the Long Beach Convention Center and will run on both May 14th and 15th. It's now in its 35th year. But the, the, pet, the last two years of the show were virtual, so they're excited to get back to a, uh, an actual physical show. Now, they are billing themselves as the country's largest consumer dive expo. One of the things that they are planning on doing is to incorporate virtual elements that turn on when the live events end. As for any COVID guidelines, the show is working with the convention center staff on what they might be. When I checked out, you still couldn't buy tickets, but there was an exhibitor floor plan and it looked pretty impressive. So I guess... Boston Sea Rovers and DEMA provided, uh, proved that you can get back to a bit of normalcy. On January 20th, I attended a webinar that was hosted by the Coral Restoration Foundation. Every month, they put on a different webinar to discuss various, various things that are going on at CRF. Now, this one was titled A Glimpse into 2022. And it was conducted by Jessica Levy, and, and Jessica is the Director of Restoration Strategies at CRF. 
She started off by telling us that there were over 35,000 outplantings in 2021, and that included 22,000 staghorn, 8,000 elkhorn, and 5,000 boulder corals. They recorded 8,876 hours underwater on 6,773 dives, so it was quite an impressive year. Now, they have a lofty goal of outplanting 50,000 corals this year, but, and the makeup will be 20,000 staghorn, 25,000 elkhorn, and 5,000 boulder corals. Jessica also covered their plans for new um, nurseries, expanding uh, some nurseries, and making over their coral nurseries. She also talked about the Reef Futures Symposium scheduled for September 26th to the 30th in Key Largo. And she also talked about CRF being a proud, uh, being proud to be part of the Coral Catch, Amb- to be a Coral Catch Ambassador. And that's an interesting program, and I'll have to do a little bit more research on that one. Jessica wrapped up her presentation by telling us a little bit about the restoration efforts happening later this year in the Philippines and the Red Sea. Now, the Coral Restoration Foundation is a great organization doing some great work. And finally, let's end with some more good news. On Friday, January 28th, we got an email from Atlantis, Philippines. The subject line was, The Philippines is opening for tourism. Now, they are targeting February 10th, 2022 for opening up. The email only contained a bit of information on entry requirements. Right now, they said that you must have a negative RT-PCR test within 48 hours prior to departure from your country of origin. Plus, there are no quarantine requirements once you arrive. Gordon and the team didn't indicate, uh, did indicate that more details would be forthcoming related to testing while in the country. And then I assume you will have to have a test prior to departure. This, however, is great news for all the dive operators out there in the Philippines. Well, that's it for the January 31st, 2022 edition of Wet Notes here on Scuba Shack Radio. It's time for another edition of Your Next Dive here on Scuba Shack Radio. As I mentioned at the top of the show, up until now, I've tried to take you to a different location that I've been to. Well, I knew that sooner or later I would run out of places where I've been fortunate enough to dive. So now I will be focusing Your Next Dive on some of the more memorable dives that I've done in the past. And it's only fitting that we head out to Maui again for one of those dives. You see, the very first installment of Your Next Dive was diving in Maui from episode 16, way back in October 2019. So let me set the stage for this dive. It was way back in February 2010, 12 years ago. We were on our two-week vacation to Maui, and as had, and has had been our norm in the last five years, we were headed out for some diving with Lahaina Divers. That morning, we were going to head out to the back wall of Molokini Crater, and that's always a very interesting dive. Now, it is quite a long boat ride from Lahaina, and you have to cross from the west side of Maui towards the south. 
Now, as you get out of the lee of the West Maui Mountains, the water can get a little rough. On this day, it was really bad. Even with the 46-foot Newton dive boat, we were getting hammered. So Captain Dan, who we we had been with on a number of dives before, decided that we needed to abort the dive on Molokini, but he did offer up an alternative dive site, Manta Point. We were all thrilled about the idea of diving with mantas. Now, you really won't find a dive site on any of the maps labeled as Manta Point. It is located somewhere just off of McGregor Point. Now, McGregor Point is sort of like the start of West Maui as you uh, come from Kahului. This would not be a moored dive. Because of the location, we'd be dropped off and picked up when we finished. We all know how it goes with the ocean. You take your chances about seeing different animals underwater. Some days you get skunked. I know we made the long boat ride out to Molokai several times in search of hammerhead sharks. All three times that we went out there, we didn't spot any. So we wishfully splashed with our dive master, Jared. We were the first ones, uh, we were the first group to enter in. There would be a second group right behind us. Now, I'm not sure if Jared talked to Ron, the dive master, with the second group before we started, but once we descended, we went in one direction while Ron took his group in the other. Now, the top of the reef was at about 55 feet, and it really wasn't that great of a reef to explore, and there wasn't a lot of colorful fish there. But that didn't matter much. We were on a mission. We were out there to find mantas. And for the first part of our dive, I really thought we were going to be shut out and not find any. But after about 20 minutes or so, we spied one large manta off in the distance. I caught that guy on video and and was extremely happy to finally see a manta. We tried to follow him, but it seemed like he just kept his distance from us and faded in and out of our visibility. We kept up our pursuit, and then I started to make out two mantas. Wow, now we got two. They were still at a little bit of a distance, but you could see two of them. But why stop there? Then all of a sudden, as if now they wanted to give us a show, three large mantas came swimming up to us, and it was thrilling. We had three large mantas circling us. They are just magnificent animals, so graceful as they simply glide in the water. We stayed with them for probably at least 15 minutes. It was mesmerizing. But soon, we'd have to finish our dive. We were diving the Lahaina Diver's 72 cubic foot tank, so we were a little bit limited on gas. We pushed the dive as long as we could and finished with an overall bottom time of 62 minutes. Now that's not too bad. And the shots of the mantas while on my safety stop really gives you a sense of their size. Now, this was my 269th dive, and here's what I wrote in my logbook. This was supposed to be the back wall of Molokini. A front had come through, and the high winds out of the north came up. We made a rough ride out and determined we could not make the dive, so we returned to Manta Point. Spectacular dive. Numerous large mantas throughout the dive. And at the end, we had three circling, and the water was quite clear at the end one of the best dives on Maui. Lucky to have seen that many in a single spot. Now, just how lucky were we? Well, Ron's group, who went in the opposite direction from us, didn't see any mantas at all. One simple turn made all the difference. 
I captured a lot of that dive using my Sony HD camera. Back then, I was still using HD tape, and the camera was in a Gates housing. Back in 2010, digital HD was still evolving, and the GoPro as we know it was still a few years away. I really liked that camera and housing, but boy, was it a big and bulky rig, and it was a lot of work to digitize the tapes properly. Nowadays, we just throw our GoPro in our backpacks and get some really great video. I did put together a short video segment on that dive, and look for it to be on our YouTube channel soon. But the day wasn't over. We headed up to Alawalu for our, another dive at what we called the Turtle Cleaning, Turtle Cleaning Station. And I'm going to save that one for another time. Well, that's the dive, and I hope you enjoyed Manta Point here on Your Next Dive on Scuba Shack Radio. Wow, I can't believe that our terrific dive with the manta rays was 12 years ago. That was the year we saw so many things out and in the water. False killer whales, Hawaiian monk seal, and more. It would be great to get back out to Maui someday. Well, that wraps up episode 77, as well as January 2022. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in, and until next time, take care. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Talk to you next time. <music>